Welcome to the Binge Picture Podcast. Dylan, it's episode 10. I don't keep track of numbers here, Caleb. I literally just send you guys audio files with different kinds of meme numbers, and now we're here. I didn't know it was 10. It is 10. Um, that's and double we're digits. watching Schindler's List, unfortunately, because it's a very <laughs> sad film. And why? Mm. Why? Man, I was writing plot summaries for Schindler's List. It was absolutely so depressing. And now we Horribly get to talk depressing. about it for 40 minutes. Uh. Where's Why? Ross? Ross is late, but... Caleb, do you hear that in the distance? Do you hear that? It sounds like hope. It sounds... The like world a... has changed. What? Ross, you're I here? I feel it in the water. Ross, what are you talking about? I R- feel it Ross. Ross, no. You can't be. I'm scared. I smell it in the air. Ross. Please. Much that once was is lost, for none now live who remember it. Ross, please. No, we can't. We had to watch Schindler's List. We have to do Schindler's List. It's the Binge Picture Podcast. Lord of the Rings Special. Let's go! I'm for that in every single way. I don't want to watch about a sad movie about... It's episode 10. It's episode 10. We're doing it. It's episode, episode 10, 10, boys. Lord we of the Rings. It. You know what? Oh. It's our show. We do whatever the hell we want. We, yeah. We we rolled uh, Schindler's List last week. Um, and well, technically, I, wait. Did, we we picked the middle of that, right? Yeah. We, we yeah, don't want to be sad. We did not want to be sad. We did not want to watch not. Schindler's List. We were well, not in you rolled Return of the King. Yeah, I rolled Return of the King. You rolled fucking Gandhi. And, and we then we were in the middle. Out. We averaged it out and it ended up being Schindler's List. Um we're not fans but of I think that. It's, I, 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 pres- I think I speak for all of us when I say we were not in the right emotional space to be talking about Schindler's List this week nope. for our episode nope, 10. Nope, 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 nope. Things have been rough. We're watching Lord of the Rings, and we're watching all three. This is a yes. trilogy. And this if you is... have a problem with that, suck it. I don't care. We're no, going to listen to the Lord of the Rings. Well, we're going to yeah, listen to us I mean, nerd I, I, about I, Lord of the Rings for the next 40 minutes, and you'll, will, you will enjoy Wait, it. You will put the fuck. best reviews on Apple. You will put... Dylan, did you listen to the goddamn audiobook again? We're supposed to be watching movies, you ass. I, I'm sorry, what? Did you? Um, did you... Yeah. You mean I listened <laughs> to a goddamn yeah. audiobook for no reason? The, how did you listen hours. to the audio? How did you listen to the whole audiobook in the... Like in that amount of time, the audiobook's like twenty four hours long for just fellowship. Ross, Ross, Ross. What you don't understand is I don't sleep. This face you see in front of you is held together by a lot of product and let no sleep. Gorilla glue. That. <laughs> Our next endorsement. Binge Picture Podcast brought to you by Gorilla Glue. Gorilla Glue makeup. The coming only thing soon. keeping this podcast together. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, um, Binge Picture Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Ross Benbenek, joined by Caleb Weed, Dylan, and every week except for this week, we're gonna watch and the every next single, week and the week and after the next, that. Well, the next week after that, the Return of the King did win Best Picture, so you know. Um, but we are watching. We can all, fudge a dice roll. We're watching all of the Best Picture winners at the Oscars, but um, we not for do the next something. three weeks. Yeah, we want to do something <laughs> special for Episode Ten because. I don't know. Double digits, man. We made it. Why the fuck not? Yeah. Yeah. Plus, so I, we watched I, The Fellowship. Yes, we watched The Ring. 
So who who wants to get us started? Because I think this is going to be more of a freeform jazz kind of episode instead of a structured analysis. I would like to <laughs> jump in, please. D- uh, Dylan, would you like to start us off? Yes. Permission to this jump. movie, one I saw when I was like six, I think. Probably. But it was the first movie that I ever just went, holy good goddamn that this movie is fantastic. I'm a big history... I'm not history... I'm a big history nerd, but a big fantasy nerd on the side. And oh my god, if this movie... Say, you know it's fantasy, right? I know it's, it's fantasy. Not, shut not up. History. I said okay, history first. Leave me alone. Leave me... Uh, Ross, <laughs> shut your whore mouth. I'm talking. Um, no, so it's just... This is one of the best films of all time. And it's not a very good... Like, I say not very good adaptation from a book, because that book has, like, 1,700 other minutes worth of detail Uh, that we don't need to talk about. Yeah, um, so I actually just, I'm actually halfway done with The Two Towers right now. Um, Movie or book? Book. I'm rereading the series. I finished Fellowship last week, early last week, and I'm halfway through Two Towers now. You're Um, a better man than I I, I do. I fucking love the books just as much as I love the movies. Um, I'm more of a visual learner. I do the, the movie. I think they're very good for very different reasons, and I think at this at their core, they tell the same story with the same themes. They just go about it in a very different way. Yes. Well, yeah, I they tell the that. same story. It's just I feel like the movies did a better job of focusing because it just makes them look. They had cameras. <laughs> they had they had a lot of time, and then you know, it all worked out. It was, it's, uh, yeah, it's definitely much more streamlined. I think I think the yeah. books, mm-hmm. I mean, they're much I mean, more comprehensive is the yeah. word. I mean, in the books, f- you spend like three chapters waiting for Frodo to leave and then Frodo finally leaves. And he he's just twiddles getting, his thumbs. And he just, yeah, he, he gets to the old forest and we're like, sweet, then, we're in the old forest. We're going to get to Bree. We're going to meet Aragorn and all that. And then Tom Bombadil. Tom Bombadil. I like to sing in the forest. Hey, ho, merry doll. Tom Bombadil. I remember I... All of that. The yes. pages and pages of song. Uh, I was talking with someone in, like, eighth grade about how great the movies are, and he's like, well, where's Tom Bombadil? I'm like, homie, we don't need <laughs> One him. One of the diehards. Yeah, <laughs> and he was just like, these movies aren't great adaptations of the book. I'm like, no, shit, things have to be cut out. Because Same with Harry Potter. Li- the book is unfilmable in its... You know, the oh, way yeah, it's 100%. Written. It's unfilmable. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. why when you have Peter Jackson just going, we'll take that, 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 but still have the same idea of plot, character, and all that, it's mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah, I would Peter say Jack- widely, I mean, can you think of a better uh, book-to-film adaptation? Absolutely not. Not off the top of my head. Give me until the end of the episode, and I can probably bullshit yeah. one. There's some, yeah, there's some that come close, but this is immaculate. It's oh, so, 100%. Oh, my God. Oh fuck! Excuse me. <laughs> oh boy, Ross is You're not Ross excused. discovered white claws this week. Oh no! Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, going back to the kind of unfilmable aspect of the books, um, so uh, I have the uh, very fancy gold Blu-ray box set of the extended editions, which we all watch the Same. extendeds, right? Oh yeah, we, 100%, there's no yeah. other way. Yeah, we, yeah, there's no. We, I can't go back at this. I don't point. even remember which scenes are from the extended editions versus the theatrical release because yeah. I've just it, it's you just mm-hmm. gotta watch the extended. Well, God. yeah, the extended is by far the best like thing for like how ever, could you not want anything. more? Yeah, I mean, I remember, 
when I first got HBO Max, I saw Lord of the Rings was on HBO Max, and I was like, oh, shit, cool. I don't have to worry about my DVD player right now. And then I Except. started playing it, and then I got, you it's know, not five extended. minutes. The um, Galadriel's um, kind of prologue ends, and in the book, in, or not in the book, in, in the, the extended edition. Yeah, in the theatrical edition, it cuts straight to Frodo and Gandalf right there, and I'm like, hold on. Wait, really? I don't even. Yeah, no, it goes you literally just... like from. I told you, I don't that. remember. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it completely yeah. skips over concerning hobbits. That whole oh. delightful little Bilbo monologue and voiceover with just displaying how perfect and quaint and quiet the Shire is. Mm-hmm. It's still captured uh, in we... the theatrical edition, but without that kind of just. Yeah, because you still yeah, have the whole birthday the party monologue. at the beginning and everything. Uh like you have the you have the birthday party, but you don't have the build essentially up. you don't have essentially the second prologue where Bilbo is describing how perfect the Shire is. Yeah. Ironically I think we get more of that in the first Hobbit movie than we ever did through a theatrical. I got problems with the Hobbit movies. We'll, we'll talk about them about later. The <laughs> we'll talk about them. There's a reason they did not win Best Picture. There's a reason the Hobbit movies got a collective, I think, like th- three or four um, Oscar nominations and um, the Lord of the Rings movies between all three of them got, let's see, Return of the King got 11 nominations, Fellowship got eight, and Two Towers, I think, got six. So that's 25 between three movies. Real quick, before we get m- more deep dive into it, I want to know your guys' kind of ranking for the three films. All right. Uh, do we, we want to go bottom to top or top to bottom? Uh, top to bottom. Top to bottom. Um, Caleb, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? I'll go first. It's Fellowship, Return of the King, and then Two Towers for me. I agree 100%. Although I will say Two Towers has the single best scene in I the mean, whole trilogy. I mean, they're all objectively wonderful. Yeah, they're um, all perfect. I rank all of like them It's like picking your favorite child. You have to pick one, but you don't like no, you it. you don't. <laughs> you do have to pick one. In this circumstance, I'm making you um, pick one. Uh, but um, I think... Um, yeah, Two Towers has the best single scene because Helm's Deep is the most perfect thing ever put mm-hmm. onto film, ever. <laughs> it's so Nothing will ever change my mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there are certain stretches of Two Towers where I know I can like clock out, essentially, mm-hmm. and be like, okay, mm-hmm. I can go like on the laundry or I can go make dinner and I can come back in 10 minutes and I will have missed essentially nothing. The Two Towers does a lot of work. And I guess if we're mm-hmm. doing an episode on each, we'll talk about it next week. But it does yes. it bridges so many gaps and develops so many different plot su- or subplots yeah. that it does suffer a bit cohesively. But you can't have the trilogy without the Two Towers. Like, it does no. a lot of work and it's super important and it's great. And um, it's also a prime example of an actor who got snubbed for an award. Because he broke his big toe. No, Wait. no, no, not him. I know, I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> who Wait, you Caleb, did I, did I interrupt you, Caleb? No, you didn't. No, I oh, mean, okay. not really. I think we all, we, I was making the point we all agree. Okay. Yeah. Oh, do you want to hear mine then? Uh, well, Ross and I agree. As usual, Dylan, um, Dylan's, Dylan's going to Mr. Confrontational with... Pants Bateson. Confrontational? What the hell? I'm the angriest boy and you know it. On this earth. Um, Who lives he, he, in again. a pineapple in, in, on the north side of Indy? Dylan Contrarian Pants. <laughs> you work on that later. You, yeah, you, yeah, your I, improv I tried skills to have fallen throughout time. I, no, I tried to so, improv that on the spot. Didn't work. I love how is... when I call him um, confrontational, he confronts me. <laughs> but, but anyway. Gotta keep up with the cannon. Gotta keep up keep with it. Keep it going. Gotta keep, keep it going. going. Yeah, you know. 
So mine is Return of the King Towers Fellowship. So basically just three, two, one. Interesting. And because, what is your logic for this? Well, yes. Return of the King was just like chef's kiss uh, for like a bow on the end, except for the last 20 minutes where you just basically bang your head against the wall <laughs> and then you just go, for the love of God, yes, let it we're, end. No, we're going to get it. We'll get into that in yeah. a couple of weeks mm-hmm. when we talk about Return of course, Of course, of course. I'll, well, yeah. I'll save, I'll save I have, it for there. I have very specific things to say to a certain crowd of people about the ending <laughs> of Return of the King. But no, and then Two Towers, Helm's Deep carries a lot of that, but I just like the characters more in Two, just because, mm-hmm. like, you just see a lot more, like, depth and all that. I won't go into specifics, but, like, the first one's just a great setup, so, like, you know, like, it's just, I don't know, some of it falls flat in parts, some of it feels slow, like, I don't know. That's how I feel. Mm-hmm. Right. There's a part of me that thinks maybe we should have, like, planned out what we wanted to talk about, but I also really like... Just it's improv, kind of improvisational conversation. It sets up what we talk here. about later. Exactly. Um, one thing that I really want to talk about for Fellowship of the Ring, mm-hmm. I think we can't really talk about Fellowship of the. I, I think if we're going to talk about the casting of the trilogy, mm-hmm. we have to do it with Fellowship of the Ring because that's where we meet everybody. Yeah, of course. Well, the casting, the mm-hmm. casting. Whoa! It could not have been better. It's pinnacle. Like you have a bunch of like pinnacle. Like it's, I like how it's a mix of old and new actors because technically well, at that point Orlando's true. new as balls. Um, Elijah Woods new as balls. Um, it's Sean, just a, well, Sean Astin's been around for a while. Never mind. I was gonna Sean Astin. Nah, he had a uh, Rudy. He's fine. Um, Rudy and the Goonies. Yeah. No, but then you have all like, the Hobbits. Basically, you have like yeah. this, all the most of the Hobbits, and then you have the like clear guard of Christopher Lee. Um, Sir so Ian McCullen. <laughs> also, Sir Christopher Lee. Sir, Sir Christopher, Christopher Lee as well. I'm sorry, they Sir. Sir. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The, Don't smite the me. The wizard, the wizard shit. Whoa. Oh. Dude, uh, it's so weird mind. seeing that. Just like how different it is between theatrical and extended. Just because of how, um, like the fight is a lot different, or like the comfort, the talks between them are a lot different. Yeah, I remember the first time I saw the extended edition editions being like, "Oh my god, wizard stuff." Yeah, but I don't it remember was specifically. Really what. interesting. So wait, I, I have a I have a quick question. Something that's always like I've wanted to talk about this and I've wanted to do that. So in the scene where Saruman goes over the or um, the Palantir, yes, and he goes da da da, and like on the next scene you see him kind of like scared and hobbled. He has regrets, right? We've established that he has some regrets well, about some stuff. So in in the books, uh-huh. Saruman is kind of not subservient to Sauron. Like he's playing kind of like a not not, not a double agent, but he's playing. He's playing his own game. He's playing the long mm-hmm. game where he's like, if I get the ring, I can just beat all of them and not give it to Sauron. Whereas I in think the there movies, was a lot of that. Yeah, where in the movies he is full on. Like, I'm following Sauron because this guy's gonna fucking win. Yeah. Um, so that's that's a little bit of a difference between film and book, but mm-hmm. again, it's not a change that I'm upset about because still, again, they did a really good job of playing up how evil Saruman had become yeah. in his own in a, in a different way than he had in the books. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk about how they when they were casting this movie, they got. Every single actor, they got the exact right actor at the exact right point of their careers. Every single actor was in the exact right stage of their career to be in this movie. 
I get, I agree with that. Yeah, just because you have the again, it goes back to talent and new. Everyone yeah, was great, and, and the schedules lined up just perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love how they had hired one guy to play Aragorn, and they got on set, and Peter Jackson was like, "Oh no, this guy ain't gonna work out." Is and that how that v- worked out? Because I know, yeah, like, they called. I know Vigo's son was like, "You have to do it. You have to play know. this role." And then yeah, he's like, I don't, Meh. So I don't remember who they had playing Aragorn. I know that they had considered Nicolas Cage for the role, but they had hired God, this I guy. remember that. Shit. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. That would have been so fucking that, bad. Um, <laughs> there is there is a alternate universe. No, at that universe, point in Nicolas Cage's career, he would have been fine. There's an alternate universe where Aragorn is Nicolas Cage. And I yeah. sort of, like, the there's, there's a it. small little bit of my morbid curiosity that's like I want to fucking see that because oh, yeah. the memes. But yeah, like they had this guy hired, they got him on set, and I don't know if they pushed him out or if he quit, but it was only after like a day of filming. Damn. And they were like we got to get a fucking Aragorn and they had wanted Vigo Mortensen, but Vigo had said no, and but his son was like you have to take this role. Yeah. And basically forced his dad to take the role. And then when Vigo got on set, he was just locked in. Mm-hmm. And again, hey Roger, do you want to look that up? Thanks. <laughs> Roger's checking it out. Roger's checking oh, it out for us. It's uh, Stuart Townsend. Stuart Townsend. Okay, I've never heard of him before, so I don't know what all he's been in. Um, I'm not sure, but also uh, we're learning that Daniel Day Lewis and Russell Crowe and Vin Diesel were also considered. <laughs> Vin Diesel. Can you imagine? <laughs> Jesus. I don't got a fellowship. I got, I got family. family. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been. Uh, I and then go... his next biggest thing would be a feud with probably dude, like Sir Ian McClellan. In, in fifty years, in fifty years, there's a time machine. I want to go back, or no, there's a, there's an interdimensional hopper machine thing, and I want to get a hold of it, and I want to interdimensionally hop to all of these different dimensions, and I want to see Vin Diesel as Aragorn. Well, I like how it's Strider. just like no one else changed actors or actresses at some point. It's just Vigo. It's just well, they, a rotating cast of Aragorn. <laughs> I, I see. Here's the thing. Daniel Day-Lewis, I think, would be really good as Aragorn. Russell Crowe, I think, would be really good as Aragorn. Yeah. Especially in like, that, that period of Russell Crowe's mm-hmm. career. Oh, yeah, yeah. Plus, if he was in Fellowship of the Ring, he probably wouldn't have had time to film A Beautiful Mind, too. Ooh, so that would have been... No, he would have been... It would have been Return of the King that would have killed it. I'm so, also you know. very grateful that Vigo did absolutely no Italian accents. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. This is the Vigo Mortensen redemption arc. <laughs> the redemption picture I like, we like, I like how it's the redemption arc, yes. and we had to go like twenty years in the past. Uh, seventeen years in the past. Ah, it's a rough estimate. That. Calm down, you. <laughs> um, Maybe he'll make an appearance also, in the Amazon thing, the the TV series. Um, uh, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> are there are there any um, particular scenes you guys want to talk about? Because there are a few. The Mines of Moria everything is stupid. No, like like from when they're at the lake to when they exit is fantastic. So good. I love Uh, all of those sequences. I don't know if there's this particular scene that stands out to me because it's all good, but there's there's any number of of frames that I think are perfect. mm -hmm. So... Um, on Letterboxd, it keeps track of like how many times you've watched a certain movie. Oh, yeah. Um, this was the seventh or eighth time that I have at least logged Fellowship into Letterboxd, and I've had Letterboxd for three years now. 
Um, and prior to that, who knows how many times I've watched Fellowship. Fucking nerd. But... Fuck yeah, baby. <laughs> he but, has a fucking, um, he has a Smaug tattoo. Ross has a Smaug tattoo on I his back left shoulder. Tattoo, yeah. Um, about that that's hilarious yeah um, um yeah i don't I still need but, to figure out my lord of the rings tattoo i don't know what it is yet i but, yeah if you think back like i haven't logged it as diligently as you but if you think back to like my childhood i couldn't tell you how many times i've seen this it's probably an alarming amount of times but um every single time i watch it there is something new that i latch onto, yeah and i pay really close attention to and this time it was Sean Bean. Same. Boromir. Yeah. We talked about this dude. Yeah. Um, I think, well, I think Boromir is an incredible character. Mm-hmm. I well, know. He I betrays the fall of man's hope. Yeah. He's like, he, yeah. Inevitably Boromir does f- succumb to the temptation and the power of the ring and the fear. Like it's mainly, yeah. it's fear yeah. that drives him. We, he, he talks of, about it to Aragorn mm-hmm. in the, um, in, in the Galadriel's, uh, city or place. Uh, Caras Galathon. Thank you. Lothlorien yes. for the uh... Lothlorien. Dude, Boromir is a great character. I love him. Um, and then yeah. in, in the As... in the following films when he's developed more through his brother Faramir. Yes. He gets like that performance is even more powerful. That's mm-hmm. one thing this this Cause... series does really well. The trilogy. And I think it really just goes to show how great the original source material was. That's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. Um, but then it, again, it goes back to everyone who wrote the script or everyone who produced it to say, we don't need certain things. We need to go back and look at things that we need in order to tell a great story. Uh, did you know that when Peter Jackson first pitched this movie, um, Harvey Weinstein was one of the guys he pitched it to? And real Weinstein, quick, real quick. Sorry, sorry. Yep. Yeah, Fuck yeah. you, Weinstein. Fuck you. Yeah. Sorry, I had Fuck to get Harvey that in. Wein- no, 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 no. Yeah, Har- no, I agree. Fuck Harvey no, Weinstein. We'll, we'll, make, um, but- we'll make all the time in the world for Fuck You, Weinsteins. And I'm yes. glad he uh, uh, had nothing to do with it in the end. Yeah, but he originally wanted to, um, I think, cut the movie down to cut all three books down to one movie and keep it at two hours. Didn't they do that animated? Um, no. Well, so the um, okay, so the animated. I don't think the animated they even ones did have a bit three. of a weird history. Um, so um, I think it was Ra- so Ralph Bakshi did the lord of the rings animated in 1977 i want to say mm-hmm. and it covered all the way through the end of helm's deep and he had plans to do return of the king but he never got the funding to do so and then rankin and bass the guys that did all those old puppety christmas specials did a tv hobbit special i remember and that for some yeah, reason i remember that, that over bass <laughs> let's yeah. go with and that the, and then they did that like i think 78 and then in 1981 they did an animated tv musical special of return of the king really hmm. yeah that's yeah. a bold choice i did not know i that. have um, returned to gondor no no bakshi involvement no bakshi involvement um i have not seen the whole thing but i've seen clips and it's fucking weird that the sounds orcs so of, strange yeah, do the, the orcs, orcs do a kick Mordor. line please they tell me the orcs line, do a kick line <laughs> they have a disco song whoa yeah, it's called Where There's a Whip, There's a Way. Oh my god, it's I've seen that. I have seen that. Yeah. I thought that what? was the Bakshi one. Where there's a whip, there's a way. Where there's a whip. How's that discount? I have seen that before. 
Oh my god. Yes, it's fucking weird. Can we play? Can we play? So it? stupid. No. Um, we'll play it no, after. We'll, we'll play it yeah, after. We'll, that's, we'll that's find, our I'll find it on fellowship. YouTube. That's our outro. We'll play, that'll be the fourth yes. episode where we just look at all the all the like ugly stepchildren of Lord of the Rings. In terms yes, of I will, other um, um, Lord of the Rings music, Christopher Lee has a metal band, or he had. Rest in peace. Had, yes, rest in peace, Sir Christopher Lee. Concept metal album, very strange. He had a he, he had a Christmas one too. Did he really? Was it also? Yeah, he had a Christmas metal. That yes. symphonic Christmas. metal thing. Yes, very string uh, metal. Very dramatic, very dramatic with heavy strings in the background and lots of shredding from a 91, 92 year old, however old he was when he recorded it, which is fucking awesome. It's fucking badass. I love Christopher Lee. I'm Sir Sir Christopher Lee was um, Count Dooku. He was Saruman. He was Dracula. He was the man with the golden gun. The perfect villainous actor. So good. So, so many great roles. Going back to what made this movie great. Um, is it like, I like how a lot of the effects that are used in this movie hold up to the day. Like oh my God, practical mm-hmm. and like CGI. Like that movie easily had to push CGI like well beyond. Like uh, Jurassic Park kicked in the door. And then they and then they handed the ball off to Lord of the Rings and they took it and ran because that ogre yeah. in Moria holds up like yeah, legitimately it like it's better even than some of the CGI like even oh, in four K so... that they, like the detail on it you're just like holy shit the people who really worked on this the people who really yeah. made it four K and sharp like is fantastic and like you can always tell like when mm-hmm. the hobbits jump on those are the cgi ones but the yeah. orc itself i mean uh, the troll itself sorry i called him yeah. orc, um, <laughs> held up it held up well and like a lot of like the practical makeup which is like held up really well and that's when you see the failures of and i know we're not going to talk about it in full hobbit like just kind of like bringing you into the yes. world and it's just like all like they did great like i'm not gonna shit on the artists who made great with what they did it's just it's so just, different. You yeah. cannot beat like the Weta Workshop practical um, yeah, costumes. Yeah, Weta mm-hmm. was it Weta or Weta? But either, either way, it's either Weta. Way, doesn't matter. It's Weta. Okay, doesn't matter. But like, uh, that's one of the things that like makes this movie as timeless and as good as it is, and the trilogy as a whole. It's when you watch this movie, you can tell. Oh, someone spent hours making upon this hours, miniature upon of Minas Tirith. Someone spent days carving out um you know the pillars in moria the whole balan's tomb set piece yeah dwarodelf like dude it's there's so much time and effort and skill and finesse and art and and we're not even going to talk at least with fellowship we're not even going to be talking about one of the uh most impressive performances in the whole series because andy circus doesn't really yeah Andy well, no, he appears. He appears like two or three times. His hand. Well, yeah, you, he. You see the, the hand and Moria. Fingers. Uh, yeah, and at the beginning. Ah, here we go. I'm impressed that we made it this long. Without an Andy, <laughs> without a terrible Andy Circus impression. Yeah, no, it was I am too. Pretty grand. We we made about 28, 28 minutes into it. It's pretty uh, fucking Officially nice. twenty eight minutes. I got the timer That's going a right here. Yeah, I got it too. Next <laughs> week it's gonna be rough. You're listening. I won't to lie. When Ross, when you're doing the intro, no, we just do the entire we do the entire podcast in a terrible Andy yeah, Circus Dylan, impression. Dylan is Gollum. I'm Smeagol. <laughs> 
we we will recreate the scene. And I'm the I'll guy this way, oh. and then it'll be Ross. <laughs> I don't have any friends. I'm not Nobody listening. Nobody likes you. I'm not listening. <laughs> God damn it! We're fucking nerds, and I love it. We're oh, fucking God. fantastic. Oh, holy shit. Uh, it's also I just. Can't... Oh, continue, Russ. Oh, you guys, go, shut go. the fuck okay. up. Talk over each other. Voice no, your no, opinion. No, no, um, <laughs> so it's just, I don't know about you guys, but this film really put me in the idea of like, holy shit, films are good. Because like a lot of stuff like <laughs> he jumped on his white claw. <laughs> Damn it. The white claw out the nose take. I love it. Dude, one time, there was this one time I was at a bar and I ordered a white no, claw. No, save no, no. it, save I ordered it a white later, claw save it for later. And, oh, no, you're going to love it, Dylan. I ordered a white claw and my friend ordered like a, a shitty light beer or whatever. And she, yeah. brought, she brought the beer to the guy and then brought the white claw to me and said, and for the pussy, and handed it to me. <laughs> Dude, it's summer. It's hot. It's the middle of the day. I have a white claw. Shut the fuck You still up. sweat. You still sweat, buddy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you asked about a very perfect scene, or like one of the best scenes, and I've thought of mine, and I thought of mine. It's Moria, but before that, it's the entire scene on Weathertop. Mm-hmm. Oh, Weathertop, Weathertop is awesome. It's because like if you've never read the books, which at age six I didn't, um, if you just <laughs> it's like a little heavy for a six-year-old, <laughs> very heavy for a six-year-old. It's too wordy. It's too thick. I will read Thomas the Tank Engine over and over again. Um, but back to point. <laughs> That's a big um, book. I like trains. fuck you man Um, no it just it sets the tone perfectly for like fear like this it it encompasses a lot like it's it shows you the tonality of the film because we already know the nazgul are kind of like creepy but like the way they just subtly just go and like the choreography the choreography is fantastic yeah um the the music behind it is fantastic and even the scene where he puts on the ring and sees all them you just go what oh yeah, yeah what and how, these things how and it just look. it blows Ooh. the mind it does blow the mind um fun fact um so the nazgul in the um prologue where kate blanchett is narrating uh, and she says nine were given to kings of men who above yeah. all else desire power Mm-hmm. Um, and they show the lineup of the nine men. Yeah. The second one over from the right okay. is famous Tolkien artist Alan Lee. Oh, yes. really? Who his his artwork is like You know what? I have a couple of, main... of his books. Um as they're not yeah. his books, but they're filled with his concept art for his, Yeah, oh, his, movies. his art is amazing. He's like one of the main he was one of the main inspirations behind the whole design of this trilogy yeah. because his art I think he was did just so perfect. 99% of the concept art. Yeah, he did. He he's so good. So, do you guys know how they uh, filmed the weather top scene? Like, in order to like synchronize their steps and all that. Know how? So, what happened is that they couldn't like. So, the people in the Nazgul costumes don't really see that well, right? They're like horses with blinders, right? So, mm-hmm. um, the four hobbits who are right there, they go one, two, three, four, and they just do a little song, and then they just go with it. So because the people can hear oh, them, that's the, awesome. the four Nazgul can hear, like the five or seven Nazgul can hear them, and then they just go ada, 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 and then they get to the point. Nice. It's the, it's all those like little fun things that's always just like because we're nerds and I listen to like the entire like cast interviews where it's oh, just yeah, like. I- all the behind the scenes, all the yeah, and I just found that hilarious how they were just like humming a song, and then the people were like, and on this note, and that note, and that note, and that note. <laughs> the one sad thing <laughs> about the uh, 
4K cuts that I got that came out this past holiday season is that they do not have the behind the scenes extras, which is very sad. I that's not surprising because 4K files are ginormous as hell. Right. So that makes I'm not going to hold it against them. Do you still have the 4K or not the 4K the uh the Blu-ray gold box set? Yeah, I've got it. It's all in the box. It came with a little uh replica one ring and everything Aww. on a chain. Uh, I've, oh. I've never worn it. I'm scared it's going to make There's... me invisible and the Dark Lord's going to come after me. Oh, you, no, they you just hear a they, screech they... in the distance. Gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, tr- I'll, try and f- I'll try and find a Nazgul screech and put it in here in post. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, what, what is it? I don't know. For another for another thing, like I know I'm just going off on a tangent, but like that's the point of this. Um, the whole scene where like these towering black masses of beings are quietly entering a room and they stab everything. Yeah, like the oh, pillars and all that. I oh, love um, the like all the Bree scenes are great. Yeah. Oh, they're I fantastic. The Shire until they Peter get Jackson there. cameo confirmed. Yes. Yes, eating a carrot. I've had too many that carrots whole this week. Fir- it's giving me tummy problems. First- <laughs> <laughs> Your eyesight that, must that, be impeccable, though. So that I got point new glasses from it's not good. Sorry. Nice. <laughs> so there's a point in the movie. Um, Frodo leaves the Shire. Yeah. To essentially when he gets to Rivendell, where you can really tell that Peter Jackson kind of cut his teeth in the filmmaking industry as a horror filmmaker because he just nails he nails the atmosphere of that of the whole. We are getting chased by these horrible monstrosities. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Easily. He nails that perfectly, uh, and he does that, and then he knows how to pace it well to where the end of the oh, first he, act, it's like this hope comes back with mm. him and Rivendell. Um, one more one more scene I really, really want to talk about, just because I think it's just fun. Um, so there's this point in the Council of Elrond mm-hmm. where um, they're all talking about what to do with the ring, and Boromir starts pontificating about, It is a gift. It is a gift. Yeah, that Gondor used the weapon of the enemy. One does not simply walk into Mordor. Yeah, Boromir stands up. He's pacing around, doing all that, and then when he sees sees the ring on the pedestal, and he reaches down for it, and Gandalf just stands up, and the sky goes dark as he goes. Yeah. Somebody wrote down a lot of black fucking nerds. But um, so he does all that. I just wanted to say it in my scary voice. <laughs> it was but, well done. It was very good. Thank you. There's a point when he's saying that, and they just cut to Elrond, and Elrond just puts his head in his face. Yeah, yeah he does. Face he goes his like, palm. He's God like, God damn, damn it! it. Why? Yeah, Gandalf. That's we've talked so about man. this. Gandalf, we we don't like pissing off Mother Nature. Please make it sun again. But wasn't he wasn't he like casting a little protection spell on everything, or or or, or fighting back? No, the... it was. Like the vision that the ring gives gives Sauron. No, um, what Gandalf was doing, he was speaking in the black speech of Mordor, which right. was fucking up the goodness of R- Rivendell. Yeah, yeah, but why? Why? Because um, wasn't it he because just, he, he wanted to scare Boromir because Boromir was about to grab the ring. Boromir's like, right. I'm an invincible bastard. I can take anything, and then he just goes, "Excuse yourself," and he goes, "I'm out of my league." Oh, okay. So it, yeah, okay, okay. Got and it. Gandalf's like, I think the fuck not. And then there's that great <laughs> shot shortly after when everyone gets up, when everyone gets up and fights at the Council of of Elrond, and and it's just a close up shot on the ring, and you can see everyone yelling at each other in the reflection in the band. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, it goes fire. Oh, yeah, the yeah. cinematography in this movie is perfect. It's so like, great. It's beautiful. Great. It's uh, top the, tier. Uh, scene, 
the scene at sunrise um, as Frodo is leaving the Shire where it's just complete perfect profile shot. Yeah, it's a profile shot from far away where they're sil- where they are the completely silhouetted against the purple. And right, the sorry, sky. I oh. just I was thinking of a different scene. My apologies, dude. It gets um, my motor purring. I know, and I hate to circle back to Boromir again because I've talked about him no, on do this it. episode, but his his whole arc and Sean Bean's performance just resonated with me so much in this viewing, like. Sean Bean does such a good job of displaying Boromir is a very good, valiant person who only wants to do the best he can. And to see his physical descent into an absolute need to take the ring and do what he has to do Mm -hmm. is heartbreaking. And then his whole, you will betray us. I see your mind. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of shrieking. I do like that almost like immediate turn of, Holy shit, I fucked up. Because, like, you can see, it, like, the makeup department made him, like, a bit paler, and they made it, like, mm-hmm. made him look, like, more stressed and, like, all that. Like, yes. all the signs of, holy shit, I could be failing because he's only known success for a majority part mm-hmm. of his life. And then, just it goes back to the, just the effects of the, the people behind the scenes are immaculate. They are just mm-hmm. more, more responsible for the people in front of the, um, and it's just that scene where he realizes, and you can see a bit of color come back to him, and he goes... Frodo, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that, 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 that was heartbreaking great. scream of Frodo. I'm sorry as Frodo's running I, away. I think somehow there's so many great monologues in this, and somehow Boromir has all the best ones. I think. Well, he only gets one movie, so you better give him the good Yo, ones. He <laughs> knocks it out. Ugh, this is like this film is such a perfect storm. Everything mm-hmm. fell into place perfectly and it's the editing it's the sound the all music of the all of it and there's not oh, a flaw, the music and it's just the me- magic it's cinema magic i do like the dichotomy between so if we're talking human characters the dichotomy between um there's a lot of i'm gonna use dichotomy again like i pretend like i know what dichotomy, it means last um, week we said juxtapose a lot this is we, we are Guys, a pretentious film aren't you happy limitless ah. um I like the different, like, you can tell the relationship, like, the two levels of men in, um, the, in Aragorn and Boromir. Okay, you said like, the you look at, got it. Yeah. Yeah, I know <laughs> the names. I'm getting there. Sorry. Um, and it's just you, how... You forgot the name of Aragorn, son of Arathorn, Elisar, the Elf Stone of Rivendell. Strider also. You got more with that title? Or are we good here? Are you gonna, no, you, are you gonna go to Daenerys levels of bullshit? Are we okay here now? <laughs> get your, get your point out. So, I just like how it's, like, and again, it's established in the very next scene where Frodo goes to, like, the watch, the outpost, and then Aragorn's right there, and, and Aragorn essentially just reaffirms, like, the hope of man, uh, Frodo's uh, commitment to what he's doing, and this idea of being better, and it just works out fantastically. Yeah, again, Aragorn is, is very scared of his calling, very scared of mm. what he probably knows he has to do that's why yeah. he's been wandering that's why he's strider and boromir is like obsessed with being valiant and the, the guy the he's, he wants to yes. be the king the, and his and that's why he rejects aragorn he's like you're in my path i don't want you there and aragorn picks yeah. up the pieces yes uh, see aragorn and boromir i think you know they have their kind of headbutt moments because i think they are, represent kind of a different end of the spectrum of an ideal form of leadership Whereas Boromir is the loud, brash, 
going to push his way through his problems. He's the chivalrous form of a knight. Yes, he is. He is a knight. He is going to. He is going to push through and do everything he can to do the right thing. And he's going to be loud and he's going to be valiant and he's going to do the right thing as best as he can. Whereas Aragorn is more the quiet, reserved, I need to think through my problems kind of leadership. He's also more experienced. Yes, he's more experienced and he has more, he, he's held back more by fear than Boromir is, whereas Boromir yeah. is so fearless it causes problems. Aragorn is held back and it's, what, it, it's his fear of making a decision between crossing the river or staying on the um, Rohan and Lothlorien side of the river. And the ring, that yeah, the ring gets feeds, them all caught up in the battle. The ring the the feeds on ego and Boromir has a lot mm-hmm. of it. It feeds on all the and, negative traits of man. And, yeah. And Boromir that's why Saruman is, has was able to manipulate man to, right, with the nine. And Boromir is ego, and Aragorn is a complete lack of ego, sometimes to the detriment of the people he's traveling with. Because yep. if he had stepped up and been more of a leader and been like, okay, no, we're crossing the river now, mm-hmm. Boromir wouldn't have died. The party wouldn't have been split But if up. Boromir didn't die, Aragorn wouldn't have that reformation of who he needs to be or yes, what he needs Bo- to be. And that's when he takes Bor- the bracers and he puts oh, them the on. Bracers, when he puts the those bracers, bracers on. The bracers scene oh. where he just like, fantastic. Mm. And, and then, I know they, they can't, no, you go for it. Someone talk. <laughs> and, uh, and then immediately after that, when he uh, does the let's hunt some orc. Yeah. Oh, that Dude. scene. Yes. Oh, that, uh, I know. that entire scene where Legolas is like, he wants, he wants to fulfill the mission. He's going head first with it. And then he realizes we're not going. And then like Gimli's like, he's given up. It's like, you have the man who they both given the up at one point. Has failed. The fellowship has failed. And then Aragorn brings them all back together mm-hmm. and just goes, we will not abandon Merry and Pippin to fit to torture to and doom. Thank you. Um, and then let's go hunt some more. And then oh, that, all that little glance between Legolas and it Gimli. was like the start. It was like the first time they've ever had a positive interaction mm-hmm. in like a the what? entirety of the movie. Their first really positive interaction is when Gimli is sharing his gift, um, what Galadriel yep. gave him. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which uh, they didn't. I, I, they can't dwell because it's more just basically lore and exposition stuff in the book. But mm-hmm. I really like because Galadriel's hair was the inspiration for Finrod. I think it was Finrod in the Silmarillion to make the Silmarils, which set off the War of the Jewels with Morgoth, of whom Sauron was just a servant. So it's and we've lost all of our audience. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it, it was Galadriel's beauty that inspired that eventually led to a war that was greater than the War of the Ring. Way back. So when. for her to so yeah so for her to gift some of that beauty to a dwarf and Legolas having that kind of knowing smile Just there like, in the movie oh gives gives me chills every time. Oh, it's great. It's really good. I think the reason this is my favorite movie. Um, is because my favorite movie, probably of all movies, but also of the trilogy, is because it's with the other two in the trilogy, we it always ends on a positive, big positive. Um, it's very, very uh, fulfilling. There's always mm-hmm. a big battle scene that miraculously the good guys win. Mm-hmm. And this and in this movie, every, ooh, Dylan just got an idea. And mm-hmm. in this movie, everything is um. <laughs> Everything is much more subdued. Um, there's mm-hmm. a sense of doom. There's yes. a sense of yes. uh, like the mission is doomed from the get go, and at the very in like the third act, everything is fractured. Falls everything falls apart. We have lost. We lose characters. We we, we lose three, four, because Gandalf technically still dead. 
Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. We don't know. Gan- we don't know. Gandalf no, he's comes back. Definitely dead. Um, at the end of this movie, it's fucked. And 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 and, and he's literally dead. Have the smallest, yeah. little, weakest member of the fellowship, a Frodo, who's been sort of <laughs> really, really the shittiest person to have the ring. Like, <laughs> like, like he came so close to dying so many times. He's just kind of helpless. But thank you, literal plot armor. <laughs> exactly. Literal plot literal, armor. Literal, literal plot like armor. Bilbo's like, here's this indestructible armor. Yeah. And I'm like, wear that full time. You're not taking it off. You ever. are not allowed. And there are part, there are parts in the book where, like, even other than the getting skewered part, where um, Tolkien is like. An arrow smote Frodo in the shoulder, but it bounced off his mithril coat. Yeah, it's, it's magic armor. But like, but but for him at the very end to make the decision that this is way bigger than me, I'm a little fucking hobbit, this is like the weight of the world lies on my shoulders, and I, I have to do this alone. But that's the mm. entirety of his journey. That's the entirety oh, and, of him existing. Yeah, but him making that decision at the end of this film, uh-huh. and then Samwise being, yes, that being is like, where I was snap the go. fuck out of it. No, <laughs> he 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 doesn't say snap the fuck out of it. He's like, you do have to do this alone. But I'm going with. But you. I'm going. No, with that's you. what I that's what I meant. Like snap the fuck out of it. Like you can. Yeah, do yeah it, no, but no, like no, I'm whatever. going with you. Um, but yeah, and, and then for him to jump in the river after his boat, even though he can't swim, and the scene where he's like drowning. Ugh, it's the perfect. That shows ending. that Sam is the best of them. Yes, he is. Oh, can so, I talk about one thing real quick? Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. I lost my train so, of thought, so this will be good. I can re- figure it out. Uh, do you remember the so the scene where Boromir gets shot by that orc like three times, and he just runs up and like mm. he's going to point blank him, and then Aragorn just like jumps at him. One yes. that entire like solo cho- the choreography by behind that scene is fantastic. Um, but so you know how he stabs him in the thigh, right? Mm-hmm. It yes. stabs yes, him yes, in the yes. thigh, and he goes there. Yeah, he licks the blade. So yes. fun fact. They threw that, yes, and it's, and it's intended to like miss or just be a foam prop, and it's the real thing. And then Viggo Mortensen goes, "Hold on!" and it just like goes off into the distance, and people are like, "Oh shit, that was real! <laughs> that oh, was the shit. real knife! Oh my wrong god! Knife, wrong knife! They could have died! Medics! So, they almost killed Vigo. They almost killed Sean Astin when he impaled his foot in the riverbed. Oh my, oh my god. god! I remember that. Yeah." Um, Ross, I apologize for the audio form at this point of time. I hit my mic and it caused a spike. Who gives a shit? I'll, I'll mute it. It's Spikes. fine. No big deal. Mute me. Uh, Don't mute me. No, I'll, I'll mute the I point. I know what you're talking me. about. My one complaint about anything in this trilogy. <gasps> Blasphemy. I'm just kidding. I have one. Kill him. I have one. It's that they cut all the songs out. Did they, uh, did they record the songs? Um, kind of, so sort of. There's Hey Ho to the Bottle I Go in the extended edition sure. with all the hobbits in the in the But I'm thinking more of like hey the walking ho songs to the in the book. I go. Um Bilbo and Gandalf sing um The Road Goes Ever On and On at different points at the very beginning of Fellowship. And then of course there's um Pippin's whole Yeah yeah. Home is yeah, 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 but that's in a couple episodes. Number Oh, don't remind me of that. Uh, yeah. Nah, that's that's um, two podcasts away. We're fine here. <laughs> um, Treebeard has his kind of spoken word song. But they haven't cut any of these. No, but there's a bunch more. Like Frodo that's has what I'm one asking, in what other the ones? Prancing. Frodo has one in The Prancing Pony. Um, there is the Lament for the Rohirrim mm-hmm. in um, Two Towers. But that's in the extended edition, isn't it? Or no? No, it's not. It's, not, it's, it's different it's, than Eowyn's thing? The... 
Lament for the Rohirrim is um, uh, Theoden will Theoden says two lines from it right before the Battle of Helm's Deep, but in the book it's when Gan- Gandalf, Aragorn, Gimli, and Legolas like go over a hill yeah, and they see Medusel glimmering the in the distance, and they sing the Lament for the Rohirrim. Um, and in two and in Fellowship of the Ring, they cut out the Song of Durin in Moria, which Gimli sings to give the history of Durin and Moria and Khazad-dûm and Kelezarem. Um, and then there is the Lament for Boromir, which is just a beautiful song that they cut out um, that Aragorn and Legolas sing. Shit. At Legolas I feel and, like um, so. I'm like I'm not gonna say your opinion is dumb. I just feel like. <laughs> That's the, I, that's the book nerd in me wanting more I know more it's the book shit. nerd, but I'm going to retort that they do it with the soundtrack. Yeah, no, that, yeah, that's true. The, the score, score is perfect. Yeah, the score, the score it does it. The score from, sets the, Howard at Schroeder, least right? in the Boromir scene, that's what I'm talking about, where they set mm-hmm. the tone. Yeah. Um, I just think Tolkien did a really good job of, with just the, the words and the poem. But that's book nerd. We're talking about yeah, movie exactly. nerd here. So that put him in the nerd. back of your mind so, where he fucking belongs. <laughs> so, movie, movie nerd that's Ross the, knows that. That's for the book podcast, Ross. I yes. won't be a part of that. <laughs> movie nerd no, Ross that. knows. Movie nerd Ross knows that you can't put that shit in the movie because no. that would just slow the pace down so much mm-hmm. and distract from the actual His story. death is like in slow motion down the waterfall while it takes like two minutes to sing a song. <laughs> yes, as Boromir is. They just stand there on the beach singing the Boromir, lament for Boromir and just watching the boat slowly make its way to Rauris. <laughs> I would have it loved falls if that was a three-minute just... song. Three minutes slow mo fall. Oh no! The, um, minute and a half. A, it's about halfway there. There's there's a YouTube um, channel that um, they go through and they they sing the songs and they arrange like original compositions to set oh, shit. Uh, original musical compositions Dedication. for it. Clamavi mm-hmm. um, de profundis on YouTube. Um, they're very very good. But they've done. Um, I sit beside the fire and think. They've done Do- Song of Durin. They've done the Lament for the Rohirrim. Lament for Boromir. Um, and um, the song of Erendil. So lots. Yeah, they've, they've done, done a lot. lot, and good for them. Here's the thing, though. At yes. least we have the Hobbit singing the mountain song, and then that one is utterly fantastic because it's just literally the boys singing a song. Oh, um, the Misty Mountain song. Yeah, in the Hobbit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Far the Misty Mountain sings cold to dungeons deep. Oh, wait, I'm the only one now? Well, no, 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 I feel, I feel like this video is lagging big time. It's going to be weird. We must away. I don't know the words. To, to find our long You're listening like to the Ben's Picture Let's Podcast. Let's just end there. We're done. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> and I could sing every fucking verse of that song Uh-oh. if you, if you oh let God. me. Dude, I have not seen the Hobbit films in years. I just Dude, I, I haven't listened to that year. song in years, too, so and it's it always just fun. I don't know. So I reread The Hobbit, and I watched the movies last year. Um, so my opinion on The Hobbit is, yeah, uh, I'll just say that my opinion is very mixed on them. Mixed leaning negative. Mixedly negative. Yes. Did you guys? I I don't know. I didn't know you when we were 
when like the return of the king came out but did you guys no did you guys live no and no we were like little um yeah do, do you guys live in Indianapolis? No, but I know what you're then? asking. I, About the... No, uh, um... So, so, because there was, like, the Lord of the Rings, the exhibition that toured around with all of the, uh, all of the props and oh, some, like, set I've pieces and costumes and stuff, and it was, it was, like, in New Zealand, it went to Paris or something, a couple places in Europe, went to, like, Brooklyn, and it went to Indianapolis, Indiana. Damn. I went before I had seen any of the Lord of the Rings movies in, like, 2004, so, and I was... I'm tr- nine or ten. I'm trying to think. Oh, do you guys want to know a fun a fun story? Hold on one sec. I'm trying to think real quick. Because 2003, it was 2003. I believe that was when the Return of the King came. That out, was right? when Return of the King came out. So it, it was, was three. Yeah, it was yes. right after they came out. So I think it was probably oh four. Like so, mid oh four. So I turned eight in December of 2003. Well, me which too. Yeah, I would have been. Which means I would have been living in. Emporia, Kansas. Damn, you living in Kansas? I'm sorry. Dude, sorry, for, Kansas, oh, Kansas is fucking miserable. I hate it. <laughs> it's the flattest land in the entire world. Sorry, Kansas. This people. land is flat land. So very flat land. I want to go on my story tangent real story quick. Story tangent. I've done a lot. I've done a lot so, of singing in this episode. You have. <laughs> That's the most you've ever done in your life. Wrong. On recorded media. On recorded media. Right, on right, recorded, right, right, right. yes. Go, 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 so. Go. The story is, so I watched the first two movies on DVD when they came out, and Blockbuster still existed, right? <sighs> so I saw the third it. I saw the third one in theaters, and my mom always tells me, I know I made a mistake showing you these movies, <laughs> because you enjoyed the third one so much, because okay. of the violence. I'm like, yeah, what's your point? <laughs> and that's where it all went wrong for Dylan. <laughs> and, that's, yep. and that's what she knows. Okay. I made a mistake. I made so a mistake. I it's downhill from here. I- so I read The Hobbit in sixth grade, um, and then I sounds about the same timeline for me, yeah. And then I, I read ne- freshman I had year not, of high school. Yep, I had not like seen the movies or read Lord of the Rings until seventh. I so seventh grade comes around, and my dad and I took a trip to the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Nice. Mm-hmm. And while we're staying at the hotel, Return of the King was playing on TNT. Oh yes. <laughs> so we turned it on. Um, cause we were waiting, we were like waiting for our basketball game to start. So we just put TNT on while we waited until the game started. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was the scene where, um, Aragorn, Gimli and Legolas are in the, um, are in uh, the city of the dead over, city of the dead. Yeah. In this, they're, they're in the city of dead dead because the first, the, I vividly remember seeing, the uh, King of the Dead coming straight at Aragorn and being like, only the King of Gondor can command me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that oh, sword was broken. Like, why does this It has be? been remade. And you had to go back and rewatch them all. And, I'm, and I was like, I am in love. <laughs> <laughs> I So like when I got home from Cleveland, I immediately got um, all three Lord of the Rings books from the library, blew mm-hmm. through them in like three weeks, Damn. and then watched all three of the movies. Yeah, I, I I probably read The Hobbit about the same time you did, and then, well, no, I mean after after the Lord of the Rings exhibition in two thousand and three or or four or whatever it was, um, I went home and I don't think my dad had seen the movies. And I remember my my aunt and uncle were in town and shit, and we were like, well, let's watch the movies because nobody really knew what they were about, and we had just been to the exhibition and like it looked cool and there was swords and armor and a golden ring that was very shiny, and uh, it was intriguing. So I, that was the first time I watched them. Um, and I went and read the books after I saw the movies. Um, and then I got so into it, dude, I, I taught myself Elfish. I know how to write it. 
Um, I, uh, you're a D and D. You're a DM's greatest nightmare and dream. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I can read your your Kenya. Um, and there was like, oh, but how about how about Sindarin? Can you do Sindarin? Oh God, I don't know. The, it's this. It's you know similar that one script. person who's gonna listen to the yes. end of this? Yeah, they clicked off and there's a snap. Similar script. <laughs> um, there's also like the Lord of the Rings miniature battle game, which is like Warhammer 40k. Oh my figures. God, yes. I yes. was super into that. Dude, dude, if we're going down that path, the PlayStation 2, probably Xbox games, yes. where it was Ooh, just like, video games. more like you played like two towers, not Lego, like two towers and Return of the King, and you played as the characters. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, no, yes, those were amazing. Oh yes. my God, the those Return were of the like, King game I was, was so never good. so scared to play a teen game in my life until <laughs> that moment. I, I still have did, those at my parents' house, I think. I will uh, buy them ever- off you. Did you play Lord of the Rings Conquest? Yeah. It was on PS3 and Xbox 360. That was yeah, much like, oh, it was the like the Star Wars Battlefront battle mm-hmm. made a thing. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It was like the Star Wars Battlefront. Battle the for Middle Earth, was... the real-time strategy game. I love amazing. that game. I love that game so much. I've been trying to find an emulator ridiculous. for that. There, mm. There's a, uh, there's like a fan-made um, remaster. <gasps> yeah, go look at it. I don't know. Bye. The, I'm I don't looking think, this up I don't think now. it's out yet, but it's coming. Fuck you. You you gave me hope. No, no, no. I gave you anticipation. You get It's coming. You gotta wait. You gave me hope, but I think I um, think I was I, so attached to these, just because I, I don't know. I had a shitty childhood, kinda, and these worlds were so immersive and so f- they became so familiar to me. And, yeah, and it's fantasy, mm-hmm. and I found escape yeah. in them. And I would just watch these on repeat as uh, I wanted. I, they were amazing. Yeah, I agree like, with that. I think. I think the reason they stick so well, like, cause like you watch them or you read the books when you're young and you're just like, Oh, this is an awesome, this is just a really fun story. The characters are great. And it's like, it's like you said, it's escapism, but then they stick because when you go back to them with a more adult perspective, you're like, you find different they things. Have really deep adult. You themes. find different they have things like... to, yeah. You find the, the themes of fellowship and love and perseverance that push on through the dark times and it is those themes that bring you back every single time and immediately help you immerse yourself in this fantastical world it is just absolutely flawless will you guys be my samwise gamgees always always um, Ditto. I made a promise, Mr. Caleb. <laughs> promise. <laughs> I don't. You, you won't let me carry it, but I can carry you. <laughs> um, no, I. Do you, do you remember the Shire, Mr. Frodo? <laughs> but no, going off of this deep moment, it's. For me, it was just this. Again, like this pseudo escapism, but it was my first example of a visual medium with fantasy. And it was just. Yeah. You mm-hmm. never forget your first. And anything. And it's just this idea of this lovable, this world that is so well-crafted, this world that is so loved by its creator, it's the people who adapted it, and the people mm. who worked on it. It's it, it's just breathtaking to see it, this passion that, no offense, like, you don't see that in modern-day cin- cin- cinema. You don't. Cinema. You don't. With, like, this amount of care, this amount of, like, like this determination without like this idea that the paycheck is coming there's like, a lot you know, of respect. with marvel with marvel like mm-hmm. people can jump on that the, the people can jump on and they know they're getting a paycheck with lord of the rings this was the yeah. first shot of this, we could go bankrupt in this moment 
this we were going to make this movie, risk. and they could die. They could literally not make another film. There's so much mm-hmm. respect. And for this the movie is still material, bought yeah. to the day. Mm-hmm. Still put in Best Buys. Still put in every DVD Blu-ray store known to man about this fantastic film. Yeah, it's it's you can see the care and the love that went into making this when you watch it, and you don't see that in a lot of movies now. I mean, obviously there are still movies you still see that with, but I mean, the major blockbuster franchises, they're pumping those out to, you know, just make, make a billion at the box office and m- move on to the next one. The people making this movie, excuse me, they care about the source material. They want to make the best, excuse me, damn. They <laughs> want to make the best movie they can make and tell it in a res- way that respects Tolkien's original vision. Yeah. And that feeling comes across on the screen so fucking well. Yeah. And a beautiful mind won Best Picture. Ah, shut up. We're ending it on that now. What did you guys guys rank it? All right, rate it. Nine points. 10. It's a 10 for me, too. It's a 10. Fuck it. 10. Yes. So I'm giving it the 10. Even though it hasn't won Best Picture. It is the highest. It, it wins Best Picture in our book. In what our year book, did it not it, take? Fuck the Beautiful Mind one we just did. Yeah, it, Fuck it, it royally. This, it won Best Picture in our canon. In Best Pick is in Ben's Picture canon. It won Best Picture. Yeah, we just when you think two thousand one, when you think two thousand one in film, you don't think of a Beautiful Mind. Nope. You don't think of a Beautiful Mind. You're more than likely going to be thinking about the Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring. And on that note. I've been Dylan. I've been Caleb. I've been Ross. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening, guys. And join us next week for episode 10.2. 10A or 10B? 10B. Yep. Um, As terrible Andy Circus impressions come out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Oh, yeah. Next week's going to be... This this week has been serious and very heartfelt and very entertaining. Next week is going to be off the fucking walls because we're going to be doing (laughs) Gollum impressions for an hour. We have been talking for over an... We've been talking for over an hour, guys. 100%, because we love it, and it's passionate. Yeah. Um, so join us join us next week for The Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. See you next week, everybody. Peace.